WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to NYC Now. Your source for local news in and around New York City from WNYC. It's Tuesday, December 12th. Here's the midday news from Lance Lucky. The FDNY is on the scene of a rooftop fire on Charlton Street between Hudson and Greenwich Streets in Lower Manhattan near the Hudson River. A 911 call just before 10 this morning reported the fire at 102 Charlton, a 25-story residential apartment building with 67 rental units. About 100 fire and emergency responders are on the scene. There are no reports of injuries, but the FDNY says to use alternate routes if you're in the area. The Bronx DA is now among the authorities investigating yesterday's building collapse in the Bronx. A spokesperson for DA Darcel Clark says they're working with FDNY officials and the buildings department. The partial collapse of the seven-story residential building on Billingsley Terrace happened about 3.30 yesterday afternoon. Soveas Tabaraka works down the street from the building and describes what he saw. So we're walking and we only saw the, the smoke, you know, and the people running. When I opened the door, I saw the, the building fall down. Late last night, the FDNY confirmed that no trapped victims have been found under the rubble. The building's owner says he does not know what caused the collapse and, there, and that he's trying to find new housing for the residents. Police are investigating after subways hit two men in separate incidents in Brooklyn this morning, killing one and injuring the other who's now in the hospital. Just before midnight, first responders found a 37-year-old man on the tracks at the Sterling Street subway station in Crown Heights. Officials say a southbound two train struck and killed him. At 5.30 this morning, police responded to another call of a man hit, this time at the Broadway Marcy Avenue station in Williamsburg. Officials say a, Jane, a J train struck the man. Medics took him to Bellevue Hospital in stable condition. It is 40 right now. We'll see sun for this afternoon and around 43. Music helps us celebrate, contemplate, cope, and connect. And we've got the stories to prove it. Join me, Terrence McKnight, for the new season of The Open Ears Project, a podcast in which people tell us about the piece of classical music that has meant the most to them. That music might even wind up being meaningful for you. The Open Ears Project. Listen now wherever you get podcasts. On WNYC, I'm Michael Hill. Firefighters say no one appears to have died or been trapped in the rubble of a seven-story building that fell suddenly in the Bronx yesterday afternoon. Part of the building collapsed on Billingsley Terrace, and the incident continues to raise questions this morning. Joining us now is Melanie LaRocca, former New York City Buildings Commissioner. Ms. LaRocca, good morning. Good morning, Michael. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. Videos taken after the collapse make it look as if the corner of the building just sort of sheared off. How does something like that happen? In general, what are some root causes of a situation like this? 
Well, certainly the Department of Buildings, as well as their colleagues uh, throughout a variety of agencies, will be looking very carefully at uh, any videos that were present at the time and even photos uh, prior to the event uh, to see if they can identify any changes in the exterior of the building. Look, building collapses, partial building collapses are rare, and we're thankful for that. Um, and that is largely due to the uh, laws that are in place that ensure owners uh, are required to routinely check their buildings. There can be a number of reasons um, why uh, something like what happened yesterday did. Um, we should be thankful, one, that there was no injuries um, as reported currently, and particularly no fatalities as reported currently here. But I think, Indeed. you know, you'll see in the coming days, the Department of Buildings will be um, thoroughly reviewing um, the required local law 11 filings that were done on this building, which is the start, mm -hmm. starting place for buildings of this size, to understand a, a bit more closely what the conditions of that facade were, what the conditions of the exterior walls are and the structural conditions in particular. Um, but certainly they'll be scouring through um, photos, videos, and the required filings that were submitted here, um, really to understand how we could have such a structural failure. Our research found at least 100 violations at the building, but that can be common at some older buildings like this one. Isn't that right? The building was sure. almost 100 years old. Anything we can glean from these violations? You know, looking at the violations quickly, you know, it appears to be sort of a hodgepodge, if you will, of mm -hmm. um, calls that were put in. Obviously, they are the city is going to look at the violation history, obviously. Um, but there is nothing that, to my eye, jumps out of the page as a clear uh, indicator of where to dig a little deeper. Um, buildings of this size, building of this age, violations, complaints do happen. Um, that is just a routine course uh, of life. Violations complaints definitely happen. So that is a place to look, but there is no, uh, again, based on my uh, quick look in the department, we'll do a much more thorough review. There's nothing that sort of is the um, uh, you know, uh, definitive answer in that. What can the city do to prevent collapses that's it may not be doing already? I think, you know, looking across the, the last couple of years, we've had some instances of partial collapses and, and complete collapses. And they're oftentimes due to a variety of reasons. Obviously, for our older building stocks, and that's not to say we're not uh, we would not uh, be interested in newer buildings. But given that this building is uh, a bit older in age, maintaining our buildings in a state of good repair is incredibly important. Uh, it is very important for our property owners, particularly these larger buildings, six stories and above, where you have very strong regulations in place around facade inspections. The department recently tightened those um, facade inspection requirements even more. Um, requiring hands-on inspections on portions of the facade. Those things are incredibly important. And then an overall state of well-being. Older buildings need care and attention, and they do need work, and that does require a good amount of investment. So I think all of that together, the city and private owners have to work together 
Um, and it's going to be true going forward as our as our stock ages, as our housing stock ages. We'll have to work together and identify opportunities to ensure that the required maintenance, some of which is small, others are are quite large and can be quite expensive, um, does happen. Former City Buildings Commissioner Melanie LaRocco. Commissioner, thank you. Thank you. The MTA's congestion pricing plan begins next year to collect tolls from drivers in Manhattan south of 60th Street. But the program's success partly depends on New York City's ability to crack down on so-called ghost plates, meaning drivers who obscure their license plates or use fake plates to avoid paying the tolls. WNMIC's Jacqueline Jeffrey Walensky explains. I'm standing here overlooking the Manhattan exit of the Holland Tunnel. I'm watching cars trickle out into the gridlocked Manhattan streets. Most of them have regular license plates, although a few have these shiny covers on them that make them very hard to read. The transportation department says its cameras can't make out about 5% of these license plates. With congestion pricing, if somebody can save a lot of money by obscuring their plates, they'll do it. That's New York City Council member Robert Holden. He says he's been a sworn enemy of ghost plates ever since he got stuck behind one in traffic. City data shows the NYPD has written about three-quarters more moving violations for ghost plates so far this year compared to 2022. But Sam Schwartz, who once served as the city's traffic commissioner, estimates as many as one in five drivers could become toll dodgers once congestion pricing takes effect. He even bought a fake plate on eBay to show how easy it was. So if I was a bad guy, I'd put it on my car and ride around and not worry about cameras being able to track me. Elizabeth Adams of the group Transportation Alternatives says toll dodgers could drive up the price of congestion pricing for everyone. The MTA plans to charge $15 for passenger vehicles during the day. You know, it's, it's unfair to New Yorkers. It's stealing their taxpayer funds and it will significantly impact the program itself. Experts and advocates say the city needs to come down harder on toll dodgers issuing steeper fines, booting cars, and even towing them away in some cases. Jacqueline Jeffrey Walensky, WNYC News. Thanks for listening. This is NYC Now from WNYC. Be sure to catch us every weekday, three times a day, for your top news headlines and occasional deep dives. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back this evening.